0: is it lineup tweak time for the minnesota Wild? we discuss plus what's going on with these breakaway opportunities all that and more on today's episode of locked on wild you're locked on wild your daily podcast on the minnesota wild part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we ponder whether or not it's time for the Wild to shake things up with the lineup We'll look at the effect of Alex Goligoski coming in for Matt Dumba, and we'll talk about a couple of moves that may be considered for the forward lines as well. Plus, we'll take a look at the breakaway opportunities for the Wild and why they have had so many that have come up empty over the uh, last handful of games. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and I don't want to rush to overreaction. Coming off of a game that we saw last night against the Carolina Hurricanes, 5-2 loss. And, and so some of it may be because of that, but I think we can even peel the onion back a little further for the Minnesota Wild offensively, and we are, are I think, starting to see some issues pop up consistently enough to where it may be time to just make some subtle tweaks to the current lineup. This has been one of the things with Dean Evason over his tenure as coach, and it's a plus, but it can also become a minus, is the propensity to keep the lineup pretty much intact, good or bad. We saw it work to the benefit of the team last year, and in the early part of this season, when bodies were coming in and out of the lineup on almost a daily basis, we did see the Wilds jumble things up and, uh, and try different things. But now that everybody is back fully healthy, with the exception of one guy in, one guy out, the lineup has stayed the same for the last several games and i know the quality of the opponent that the wild have played has been very good recently but we're just we're seeing some of the same things happen on a nightly basis i mean there were large gaps against the hurricanes against the capitals some against the islanders large gaps of just inability to sustain Presence offensively uh, to try to pepper the net with shots. And some of that I think is that at this point in the season, still, really the only line that you are consistently worried about from an offensive standpoint is still the Caprizoff line. And so they are getting, especially on the road, they are getting a ton of the best defenders that the opposing team is able to offer. Some of that, you can only do so much against, but some of it, too, is just the lack of other lines being able to do the same, and in particular, the Matt Boldy, Freddie Goudreau, and Ryan Hartman line. And so I'm wondering aloud here, I wonder if it is time to make... A switch. And Michael Russo talked about this uh, in the, I think the Islanders game it was, is there just have been more and more one and done's for that top line, as he put it, in where you're getting maybe one shot attempt on net, maybe getting the puck into the zone, and that's it. Sam Steele has done some really good things with that top line. And so this is not a knock necessarily on him at all. But I think that Matt Boldy line is just, it's missing that speed element so much that that line has struggled. And Boldy, I know, did score against the Hurricanes last night, but that was his first goal in 11 games. That line has not been as consistent as they were last year. Now, you take Kevin Fiala out of the equation, obviously you're going to have some offensive struggles across the board. But that line looked so good with Sammy Walker in the mix and what he brought to the table as that complementary forward to Matt Boldy somebody that was able to get into the zone quicker, somebody that was able to get to a spot with Boldy being able to feed them the puck. Now, some of that was kind of that youthful excitement and energy that a player making his NHL debut brings to the lineup, but I think with what we've seen from Sammy Walker's performance down at the Iowa level, he clearly is in a territory in which I think – um I think he's got something to show at the NHL level. Now, if you're not going to have him come up and be the guy on that line with Matt Boldy, you've got to find that speed somewhere. And with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello, one of the things that we've seen from them over the last couple of years is their ability to really stay constant no matter who is between them at the center position. Ryan Hartman was there last year, had a great season, has struggled to replicate that production. Part of that was due to injury. Part of it is early on in the season due to turnovers and a ton of penalties uh, that he took that seem to all be frustration-related. And so it may not be that Hartman is the best option but I think considering the rest of the lineup that probably is the one that makes the most sense and so I'm to the point where I'd like to see it tried because Sam Steele has played with Caprizov and Zuccarello enough to where if you pull him out of that spot for one game I don't think it's gonna throw him out of whack and maybe it's something that gets Hartman going a little bit. He had the just unbelievable pass to Matt Boldy to set him up in the Carolina zone for his goal last night. And so he still, he still has plenty of playmaking ability. But we're talking about a lineup right now that has the one line that teams key in on. If they can get that second one consistently going, that's going to cause a lot of problems. For opposing teams and the wild just consistently have not been able to do that yet this season and so is it fair to sam Steele to reward him with that top spot to where he earns the ability to play there is it fair to take it away from him no but you don't necessarily have to like take away everything that he does offensively by taking him off that top line I think if he was to be put into that second line spot and able to get that line going, I think that makes him way more valuable. He's he's shown the ability to uh, to play a good center position on that top line. But I think just for this team to be able to have success going forward, they've got to get that second line going so that they have two scoring lines that they can throw at opposing teams, as opposed to just one that other teams can key in on every single time they're on the ice. It gets to be predictable. Okay, the Kaprizov line's on the ice. We're throwing our top shutdown defensive line on them, or in a lot of cases, you're seeing the top offensive line for the opponent and saying, well, we may give up some, but we're going to try to outscore them. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if it's overreacting to what we saw last night. But then again, like I said, we saw similar stretches of play against the Capitals, against the Islanders, against the Rangers. It's, it's not a new problem for this team. It's something that has happened all season. And if you're going to continue to try to turn this into a playoff season, it takes two, at least. It takes two lines that can consistently generate zone time, can consistently put up goals to lead you to where you want to go. So I'm I'm going to call for it. Sam Steele for Ryan Hartman. Flip them, and see what happens. If it doesn't work, you can go back to what you were doing. But you don't know unless you give it a try. So... We'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, we will have a preview for you um, before the Panthers game. Uh, Going to get Kevin Gorg from the road to assist with that. So uh, we'll probably have one for the Panthers game with him as well as the Lightning game as well. So uh, we'll, we'll ask Gorg his impressions as to whether or not uh, that's something that the Wild should consider. Uh, I do want to touch on defensively what we saw for the Minnesota Wild as well as on special teams as well to uh, take a look and see if we need to consider any changes there as well. And so we'll uh, continue to dive into the topic of lineup tweaks as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat to help you get 2023 started right, Built Bar is the way to go. If you've never tried a Bilt Bar, I can explain it to you in one easy sentence. Built Bars are so good because they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That is not a typo. 100% real chocolate. Plus, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond, but the best thing about Bilt Bar is this. They contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. If you are sold, you can head to Built.com to grab yourself a box and uh, count down the agonizing days until it shows up on your front door, or you can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box today. You can go to the Walmart pharmacy section, snag yourself a four-bar box, or head to Sam's Club and buy in bulk with their 13 bar boxes available now. So, whether you head to Walmart or Sam's Club or order on Built.com, make sure that you make Built Bar your official treat and taste of getting in better shape today. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen. Each and every day for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL Prospects show to get a full lowdown on the top names that will be taken in the 2023 NHL Draft, plus also NHL Organizational Prospect Rankings. Locked On NHL Prospects is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You know, it's funny that you look at the biggest lineup change for the Wild in last night's game. Um, Alex Gulagoski in for... Matt Dumba, and Goligoski finished the night. He was a plus one. He had uh, two blocks. He had a hit. He had a takeaway in 16 minutes of ice time and uh, was actually, with Jonas Brodine, the only two defensemen for the Minnesota Wilds that were in positive territory on the night. Now, we talked a little bit about what went into the decision to give Dumba the healthy scratch. And a lot of it was uh, kind of how things went in that game against Washington, costly turnover, and a couple of other things as well. But I think this has been a long time coming uh, for Dumba. And you look, and Golagoski steps in, and it was, it was mostly hard to tell the impact that, uh, that was made because of the fact that the Wild spent so much time on the penalty kill in this game. But like I said, the numbers look good for Golagoski out there, and uh, I don't know if he still has enough juice in the tank to play on a regular basis. But it just goes to show you how difficult it is to beat really good teams if you spend half the night on the penalty kill. Goligoski didn't really factor in there. Not to say Matt Dumba would have either, but it is just interesting the position that Dumba is is in right now. It's it's clearly frustrating for him because it, you're just a constant source of rumors and rumblings uh, that for the last like six years it seems like he has been. Um, a focal point of and now you finally get to kind of this spot where it seems like the end of the line is inevitable does he get traded before the deadline does he simply leave as a free agent at the um, the end of the season but the other thing I think that is frustrating about it too is just harping on the same things over and over and over and over and I as a host I'm kind of starting to get to this point with, um, with Jordan Greenway a little bit in that you just get frustrated seeing the same things on a nightly basis. And, and yes, there, there are good things that Matt Dumba has done while he's been out there on the ice. We've tried to point these out uh, in the instances that they happen. But I, I think we are just to the point – with those guys that you have either in Dumba's case, you have gotten the most that you're going to be able to get out of what Matt Dumba brings to the table at this point, or in Greenway's case, I don't know that the Wild are ever going to get what would be considered the full package in the Jordan Greenway experience. Has size that just makes him... enviable player but there is more to it than simply having the size it's knowing how to use it it's funny to me that we saw when Greenway suffered a setback and was out of the lineup we saw Brandon Duhame step into that spot and put up similar Uh, similar numbers, that line put up similar defensive metrics as to when the grief line was at their absolute best. But here's the difference between Brandon Duhame and Jordan Greenway. Brandon Duhame does know how to use his size. He is a smaller player than Jordan Greenway is, that is for sure. But Duhame knows how to use his size he is a high motor player. He has a little bit of Jewel Eric Eck tendencies to him, where he kind of thrives on getting under the opponent's skin. And so it's funny that we've come to this point with these two players, and the Greenway rumblings certainly more recent than the Matt Dumba rumblings. But it's funny that we've come to this spot with both of these guys. And it seems as though if a move is made to move Jordan Greenway based off of how he handled particular situations um, as recently as like a week ago. Um, or actually, no, it was, it was longer than that at this point. But if, if the team gets to the point where they just decide that that's kind of the final straw, you've got the replacement there. In Brandon Duhame. And you have had seven defensemen for the entirety of the season. You've had seven defensemen at your disposal pretty much all year. And so the worry about, well, how do you replace what you were getting from Matt Dumba? Alex Goligoski did pretty good. And I know plus minus is not a super great metric as to performance, but it is saying something that him and Brodeen were the only defensemen in positive territory on a night in which the Hurricanes managed to score five goals. Is it sustainable? I don't know. But if you bring somebody up that can spell Goligoski periodically throughout the rest of the season... I mean, I'm going by what I've seen. And there have been a lot of instances in which particular players, a particular player in particular who was not in the lineup last night, are just kind of filling minutes. And so I, I wonder how long this lasts before Bill Guerin just says enough is enough. If there's one thing that he's done throughout his tenure, it is not tolerating distractions. And so this situation with Matt Dumba now being scratched, he obviously was not happy about it. I would imagine he'll get back in the lineup against Florida, and the team will kind of monitor how things go from there. The Jordan Greenway situation, too. I would uh, imagine the team's keeping a close eye on that also but there's going to be a point where if there is any additional ripples that are caused by those two situations, Bill Guerin will do what he did with Cam Talbot and any other player over the course of the last few years that has not been fully bought into what's going on. So, I, I'm very interested to see how those situations play out because I think you have a logical replacement in one situation that would open up a lineup spot for another player currently riding the pine or for another player in Iowa to come up and fill. And I think that would help the uh, the lineup out a little bit. But those calls are not mine to make. Those calls are up to Bill Guerin and Dean Evison, so... We'll wait and see. Now, the one other thing that I did want to talk about as well is these breakaway opportunities. We have seen no shortage of them over the, uh, the season, but it seems like the result has been the same pretty much every time. And so we will ponder aloud what's going on when the Wilds get breakaway opportunities as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks as always for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Finishing up today's episode by talking about breakaway opportunities. And I know Matt Dumba cashed in on one in uh, last night's game on a great feed from Ryan Hartman to the top of the Hurricane Zone. And Boldy was able to. Um, Boldy was able to cash in on the backhand, but there was another opportunity. Um, it was Boldy right out of the box, and he came up empty, was robbed by Frederick Anderson. No, it was a it was a good play by Anderson to block the shot, but the shot also came to the midsection. And I, I wonder, and if I'm off base here. Please feel free to uh to drop it in the comments and, and set it straight because uh, I will mention, you know, I'm still as a host learning the ins and outs of the game of hockey myself. So I'm I'm not claiming to be an expert on any bit of of what happens out there on the ice. But just from an observational standpoint, from what I see, is you have a player with the puck in a breakaway situation. The goalie, first thing that the goalie does is tries to kind of square up with the shooter. Is right in the breadbasket the best spot for that puck to go? I The thought process, at least as I understand it, I guess, is that you are going to catch the goalie off guard and they're not going to be able to cleanly handle the rebounds And then you, by pulling them out of the net, you get the rebound and you can tap it in from there? Is that kind of what the thought process is? I know every goalie has a scouting report. And so there could be instances in which the scouting report dictates, hey, this goalie tends to be weak down low. So then at that point, yeah, you, you try to exploit that weakness. I get that. But Anderson was, was not giving up really much of anything uh, last night. And So I, I guess my tendency as a, as a hockey player, if I was out there in that situation, would be to try to get said goalie to commit to one side try to fake them out, and uh, try to go to the other side. Or if they try to take away the angles, go left or right. But I I don't know. And it's not a penalty shot either, so you don't have to worry about losing forward momentum and not being able to get a shot off. But it just, I mean, we've seen it from Sam Steele. We've seen it from Matt Boldy. We've seen it from you know, Connor Dewar. We've seen it from Brandon Duhame is... A lot of those shots end up going right into the chest, right into the bread basket of the opposing goalie, and the Wild get enough of them over the course of a the game. They get a couple of those opportunities at the least, um, and just are not able to cash in on them. So it it is a little bit of a head scratcher to me. Obviously, not everybody is Kirill Kaprizov. You know, we've seen what he's been able to do in shootouts, but I just, I just wonder if you try to get a goalie to commit and make a mistake, and then capitalize on it, or try to get them to go one side and maybe then switch the puck over and try to tap it past. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking out loud here because I get tired of seeing those opportunities that you should be able to capitalize on, and the goalie coming up with big saves almost every time they happen. So that's another thing, too, is I think think a big problem for this wild team is that they tend to get a little too predictable in a lot of different senses, offensively, special teams-wise, shot tendencies. I think a lot of what happens gets kind of... Complacent at times. And so it would be great to see just a little little bit of a tweak to uh, the approach and to the lineup and to other areas for this team just to see if it makes a difference. Because my big thing this whole season and in the past as well you don't know unless you try. And it's very likely that if the, the Wilds roll out the same lineup on Saturday and on Tuesday, there is a possibility that they get things figured out and the offense looks better, and that leads to wins in both of those games. But there is also the tendency to have things look the same that they have, where the offense struggles to control the zone, And it leads to a lopsided first period in shot differential. And it ends up being a situation where you either don't test the goalie enough or your goalie gets tested too much. And I guess I just would rather be on the side of things where you say, well, we tried a couple of new things and they didn't work. I guess I'd rather be in that spot. But ultimately, it could just be some frustration from that game last night. We'll, we'll see what happens. It is nice that the Wild have the off day today, and then we'll try to go uh, tackle the Hurricanes, uh, the Panthers, I should say, uh, coming up tomorrow. And just as a reminder, we will have a preview for you tomorrow, uh, so make sure to check that out as we uh, chat with Kevin Gorg to uh, see how things are going in Florida and what the Wild need to do in order to come away with a win against the Panthers. Uh, you can find that as well as all of our great content at Lockdown Wild. Follow us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Find us on Amazon Music. Find us on TikTok and all the rest of the social media platforms that exist. We're everywhere. Just search Lockdown Wild and you will find everything that we have to offer. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.